the best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. Welcome back, TNT. And I'd like to welcome Mr. Jody White as we begin Agribusiness Innovations right here on Freedom 106.5 FM. Good morning to you, Jody. Morning, Tosca. Morning, Trinidad and Tobago. Welcome to another installment of Agribusiness Innovation. Tosca, I want to jump in the conversation you had before with taxation. I am not a fan of raising taxation to raise revenue. I actually believe that reducing taxation in some sectors would actually be able to allow us to grow, produce more, and then by extension, the government will earn additional income. So for me, I actually think the opposite. I like to see a relaxation of some of these of measures. Some of the taxes. The so then you would agree with the UK's thought of the way of to stimulate the economy would be to reduce those taxes. Yeah, you know, there are so many different taxes that we pay and that prevents us from spending more money in investments to be able to grow. And in the agricultural sector specifically, as we compete against other countries a lot of countries have high levels of subsidies that make it difficult for countries with high levels of taxation on the industry to compete internationally um, and in some cases the laws make it impossible for you to be able to compete in terms of what chemicals you could use all these things it makes it difficult to produce in your own country but you're allowing it in from another country you know what i mean so that was some of the protests that was happening up in France recently, and they had to reverse some of the decisions that they're making because bureaucracy, in my opinion, a lot of it prevents businesses from flourishing. Thank you so much, Jody. But we can talk about that <laughs> as well. <laughs> For sure. Now, today on Agribusiness Innovation, we are speaking with a representative from the Ministry of Agriculture, Mr. Daniel Manick. And, you know, pharma cards, it's always a topic that is... You know, there's always some level of argument about it. And I think there's also sometimes a lot of confusion. So I thought that we should bring a representative in so that he can help answer some of the questions, give you some information, clear up some misconceptions, and, you know, provide some reasons why certain things are done. So, Mr. Manik, welcome to our show. Pleasant good morning to you all and the listening audience. So, Mr. Manik, please tell us a little bit more about your position in the ministry. Well, um, I work. I am an agricultural assistant too. Um, work at the regional administration, north at the county Kearney extension office. Right. Um, so, you know, we we mainly deal with the same topic that you uh, want to discuss here today, which is the farmers registration program, right? Um, and there's where I operate out of. So I could give you an insight of whatever information that you may require. Great. Um, now, at any point in time, if we bring up questions that you may not be able to answer, or feel free to, to let us know that on a future show, we could bring in someone else from the ministry who could give us a certain other types of information. So sure, I want to start understand. off being simple and to our listeners, feel free yeah. to give us a call if you want to chime in and ask any questions. But what is a farmer's card? A farmer's card, right, is a doc well, it is a card that where the government issues to you, showing uh, um, that you are a recognized farmer, right? Uh, once you provide the uh, relevant documents and that you are a producer that the Ministry of Agriculture would recognize on our database. So, what is the purpose of it why 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 do we need to have this why should we register for this well on so as a uh, uh, there's the farming aspect of where it is important as in terms of the farmer and also on a ministry level right so uh with regards to the ministry level right it's important with farmers registration because it gives us the opportunity as a ministry right to get agriculture data which helps you know, uh, with the agriculture development holistically and the food security in the country, right? Then on the other aspect of it, it also, you know, where it helps with, you know, we as a ministry identifying areas that have shortfalls and where there's a ways for improvement, right? So therefore, I providing training for the farmers, outreach programs, agriculture access roads, 
infrastructure, etc. Right? That's when the ministry aspect of it with the farmers' registration. Whereas if the farmer, the farmer themselves, being a registered farmer, right, you have access to you know the extension services and training, right? You have access to the incentives that the government will offer. You also have the there's this the, the, the government is on a drive right now also uh with the grants, the government grants. Right? We also have uh once you're a registered farmer, you also have access to disaster relief, right? Also, it helps with you know with banking institutions being a registered farmer. So you know if you go to ADB or so forth, you know you need the, one of the prerequisites that they they want is that you have to be a registered farmer, you know. Um, and also you know once once you have a farmer registration, you have been you are also able to transport produce freely throughout the country, you know, without being stopped by the uh, police or any sort of accident, you know, where you know where you get that produce from, etc. You know, so there are many different. Um, positives to having a farmer's registration so i have one question here from someone i am a farmer but i am not registered one of the reasons that i did not register because i was wondering if it was a way for the government to control how i plant no well you see the thing is to be registered the the criteria for be registered right you must be you must be a resident of the country right yeah, um, the, the most of the problems that we have with the registration is the land tenure documents. And the land tenure documents, you know, you must have a deed, a lease, a permission to use, a rent receipt if it's currently legal tenant land, or if you are a recognized occupant, right, by the Ministry of Agriculture on state land. So without those things being verified, uh, then you would not be registered. But once you fit the criteria for a farmer's registration, right, and and so the process itself, once it, it follows the ministry guidelines and everything's there, you will acquire a farmer's registration. But you see, a lot, the thing about it is a lot of farmers, the major problem with, with, that they are having is the land tenure issues. And that is, that, that is the problem in terms of the farmer's registration. So with regards to that particular person, we have to see the, 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 what is his, the uh, state of his land tenure documents so then we can know what is really the, the the main issue behind his behind him not being able to acquire the farmer's registration? Well, I think the question was more that the person was afraid of going to try to apply for this farmer's card, and then the ministry coming and telling him that he has to stop farming. If somebody well, does not does not have proper permission would the ministry come and tell them because they applied for this farmer's card to stop farming well the ministry have we we, we would not we have no authority to tell anybody to stop farming anyway the thing is at the end of the day um once it's state land right once it's state land um you know there are certain procedures the ministry would go about uh verifying right uh, that you want a particular piece of land for a period of time so like for example this particular individual if the person applies for a farmer's badge and the um for the first time uh we and he has been identified on a particular piece of land what we will do now in terms of the the officer will do the visit to the, that that uh, holding when he goes there he take all the relevant information also the site location and then he will go back now to verify at the county office right through the different means through state land so forth as only if there's any issues he will relate it back to the, the farmer that so 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 whatever the, the reasons are whereas for example so as i said there are different reasons that you could not you could be denied the farmer's badge right because if you're planting too close to a water reserve um if if it's if it's state land and it was uh earmarked for unless a, a government project or so forth you know so at the end of the day we won't even though we come and identify that we we would not we have no authority to move them it's just uh, we would just tell them listen you were denied because of this or you have been granted because you know you pass all the necessary uh criteria for the farmers badge okay so six two seven three two two three six two five two two five seven if you want to jump in on the conversation if you applied if you have questions because you want to apply please feel free to chime in and let us know my next question is do i have to have a minimum acreage size to be able to apply for a farmer's badge? Well, the minimum, the ministry policy is that you need to have a minimum of one lot fully cultivated, 
right, um, to get your farmer's badge. That, that is the ministry's policy. So if I am a backyard farmer with a hydroponic system, um, I do commercial sales, but it's small because it is my backyard. Can I apply for a farmer's badge or it still has to be one lot? Right. So this is one of the things the ministry has identified as of, uh, because of you know, the, the improvement in technology and you know different type of farming. Right, uh, more aerial farming and so forth, and land usage and so forth. Oh, 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 sorry, I want to pause it for one second because we have somebody on the line. We we'll drop back into this one second. Hello, hello. You're live on Freedom One Hundred Six Point Five FM. Morning. Good morning. Yeah, I just want to uh, ask a question. With all due respect, um, I happen to be living around farmers and thing, but um, I saw a difference in in the farmers' car. That, I want, what is the difference with one who have the Technicolor farmer's card and the one who have the black and white? I will listen up here. Did you get that question? Yes. Yeah. Right, so the, the, the ministry issues two different cards, right? There's something called a buff card and there's a green card. The buff card is a, is, is a temporary card where that the land tenure, right, so uh, what 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 normally takes place is that if somebody is occupying a piece of state land and you over um you have been occupying for over a period of five years, the ministry would have recognized these people as uh, the occupants for these lands, and we would we would register them, right? Um, and they would acquire a buff card. At the end of the day, it doesn't give them any rights to the land, but we recognize them as farmers, and they, what what they do, they have to renew that annually. Whereas if you have or state lease lands or permission to use, right? These lands, these these um, lands would acquire a green card, which is be renewed every three years. So that's the only difference. One is a buff card for one year annually, and the other one is three years. And that is based on the the the, the type of land that you have for the agriculture. We have a question coming in via WhatsApp. Would you like to take the question? Sure. What percentage of farmers do not own the land they use? Why is it so difficult for them to get a badge and therefore benefit government incentives? Benefit from government incentives? Well, with regards to, you know, land tenure is something that is, you know, the ministry... There are different departments deals with land tenure, which is commercial state lands or so forth. If it is a state land that is right, or squatting land, where people do practice agriculture, so that is beyond the ministry of agriculture in terms of you know who makes that decision and get regularizing people and so forth. You know, so I, I I cannot say for that, but I am what I'm what I, I could say is that all lands that people uh, do apply for farmer registration that could be verified. Uh, be it private lands or even squatting lands that could be verified uh, through the 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 county offices and so forth, and the officers visiting these people, they would be issued the farmers badge once all the criteria are met through the Ministry of Agriculture guideline policies. I want to jump back in before we get to our first break. Uh, you started speaking about the Ministry identifying that modern farming techniques like vertical farming that's right um, yeah so give me some information on that so so the thing is that uh the ministry would have, would have recognized you know these sort of type of farming for the for the period of time now and you know just like everything else the you know the the policies have done recommendations have been made to make adjustments to benefit the farmers right uh, um with the farmers registration program so that is you know that have to go through the the you know, necessary channels and be amended and added you know through the the the, the, the farmer registration program itself have to be amended and so that that uh it, it is i know that it it is being done i don't know how far along are we with that but it it is addressed and being addressed by the ministry I am glad at least that it has been identified and it is being worked on because I do know a lot of young farmers who are trying to implement technology to help them yeah. overcome small spaces. That, and that they is are commercial farmers. Yes. 
Yes, because we, we the ministry has identified that as well because they because land, it, it is more effective uh, land use. You know, for people who don't have the volume of land to you know the, uh, the size of, of the land to, to produce. Where so the ministry have identified all these things already and is working to get all these sorted out. Great. Now, it's just about 18 minutes past 10. We're going to go to our first commercial break. And when we get back, the phone lines are open. Feel free to call in, chime in, let us know your thoughts, and we'll help answer your questions today. Stay tuned. You're tuned into the all-new Freedom 106.5. 106.5. Welcome back. 1020 in the nation's capital. And now we head back to Jody White and Agribusiness Innovations. And of course, Agribusiness Innovation is sponsored this week by Kariri. If you are in the business of agriculture or agro-processing and you would like to launch a product onto grocery shelves, Kariri can be your best friend. Kariri offers a wide range of services, including testing, facility layouts, idea development, and Kariri can be easily, fo- easily be found by visiting kariri.com. I personally have used Kariri in a number of ways, and I do recommend their services. So, Mr. Manik, getting back into this, uh, farming incentives, agricultural incentives, one of the prerequisites for us accessing them is to have a farmer's badge. Is that correct? Yes, it is. So, you need to be a registered farmer with the Ministry of Agriculture before you could access the the, um, incentive program. Now, let's say that I have some land and I want to start farming but I have not yet begun farming but I'm about to um, do I apply for this badge before I started or do I have to be an existing farmer so to access the, the, the farmers registration the criteria is that your land need to be cultivated at least one lot to get the farmers registration so it's advisable that when your land is already cultivated, you come to the office and you apply. Um, and you, the, the process is that, you, as I, I can just lay out the process quickly for you. Um, you, you could come to the nearest uh, county office or ministry office where you reside, right? You, you work with your ID, ID card your, or your passport, the copies of your identification, the land tenure documents. And once you submit that, or it goes through the process where it's recorded in the county office. Then it goes to the relevant district officer who does the site visit to ensure that the land is cultivated and all the requirements are met. And then it is it will it is it goes through the county itself and process. And within a two to three week period, the card is issued to the farmer. So you have your land. Your, the 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 criteria is that the land must be cultivated. Okay, that answers my question. No. I've been asking you so many questions. We have been getting questions, and there are farmers who I know have tuned in to get information. But I know the ministry had a sensitization program. I believe it was this week, Tuesday. Can you tell us a little bit more about what it was and why the ministry put this on? Well, the ministry, you know, sees the need to reconnect with the farming committee through the farmers' uh, registration sensitization program, right? Because it allows the farmers, existing farmers or farmers who may or may not have heard about the farmers registration program, so they be able to to access or be able to you know it it or someone could you know advise them a little more by hearing uh, you know what what the farmers registration program is and how to go about accessing it through the Ministry of Agriculture, and you know it's just, it's more to 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 to. Re, to reach back out to the farm to the farming community especially you know that is what the ministry is doing the sensitization for and 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 because of the you know reaching out to the farmers eventually you know you'll be able to access all the different things as i said uh, prior you know with the incentives and the you know disaster relief the grants the extension services etc now what was pretty key for me is that you mentioned before that the ministry uses the farmer registration program and these farmers cards to be able to collect data 
for the country so that we can know what's happening and to help the ministry to achieve its objectives of developing the sector. So, you know, I want to know, because I know you have immediate and you have long-term advantages for people who join the registration program. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, you know, the, the thing is that when they join the the, as a, the farmer's registration program, right, the thing is, the immediate access would that you'll be able to get the incentives and so forth, which the farmer is, is one of the most important things to the farmer and to, and also to, uh, um, for disaster relief. So therefore, if there's any issues, let's say for, you know, uh, there, there's heavy rains or flooding and so forth, you have to be a registered farmer to, to, be, to be able to access disaster relief. So that's in, in, in the short term, that's the first two things I can identify uh, that, you know, that's one of the immediate things that being a registered farmer, with, in terms of the farmer will benefit from, right? Apart from that would be the long term is, is you know, accessing all the other different types of uh, grants. Um, being a bona fide farmer is an important thing also because, you know, even when you, you, um, every, you could, so many different things you could do by being a bonafide farmer. Once you get that letter, the, the the banks, as I said, the banks, the embassy, all these other things are um, are some of the advantages of being a, a registered farmer that you you could benefit the farmer in the long run, right? Uh-huh. Also, also, yeah, you know, as the the Namdevco is, uh, you know, they recognize the, fa- the being a registered farmer, and you know, they, they also look for special suppliers and so forth. And I have one question here. Somebody said I'm located in a very remote area of Trinidad. Will the ministry visit me still? Right. So the Ministry of Agriculture, we have two main divisions, right? We have Regional Administration Office North, that's in Farm Road, Curac. And we also have the Regional Administration South in Cookie, San Fernando. Um, in the North region, right? The North region, we have um, County Kearney, Chase Village. There's St. George West in Farmer Korea. There's St. George East in Wallafield. El Reposo Demonstration Station in San Grigandi. So, therefore, it, it in terms of the north, we are able to access every single area within the, the that sphere. Right? And the south area, uh, the, there's Pinal in Ramjatan Trace, Point Fortin in Reed Road, Rio Cairo at Pond Road, and Princess Town at Craignish. So as I said, the ministry is is uh, they have both north and south region with all the different uh, areas that could access every farmer. Once they come and apply, the officers will visit and be able to access them to make sure that they are, that they, the farmers they are registered farmers. Now, for our listeners, if you want to jump in on the conversation, have some questions answered six two seven three two two three or six two five two two five seven. Or you can WhatsApp us at 306-1065. Mr. Manik, what about farmers who, you know, there may be a language barrier, aren't as good with technology, other things that are in place to assist people in those situations? Well, so with regard, see, the thing is, with regards to the field visits and the officers, they, they, they have a, a hands-on approach to the farmers because we have to go become a, a, a extension officer so we go and visit these farmers on a one-to-one basis so you know uh, with regards to if a farmer is not uh uh computer literate or or, or inclined enough to use uh, the the phone and apps and so forth you know it's or it's because of the one-on-one that the count the ministry culture and the extension and services and training you know the officers be outside there and liaison with these uh farmers right and trying to deliver um as best as possible at, at, at any level, you know, to the farmer so that we, 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 you know, we can make a difference to them and be able to assist in any way that we can. Now, um, one of the things is that there are different groups around Trina, different farming groups. Is the ministry working with some of these groups throughout the country? to try to sensitize, promote, and facilitate the registration process? Well, the minute, m- most um, groups that are aligned with the Ministry of Culture, 
would uh, also work with the mandate of the Ministry of Agriculture where, you know, a lot of the agencies, a lot of the prerequisites for them, as I said, also is, is to is to make sure that they have a farmer's registration. So by being um be, by having them acquire this farmer registration, you know, it, it reached it, it that is part of the ministry policy with regards to the farmer's registration and the other people, the other agriculture service providers, right, to work together so that, you know, you always have the farmers and them coming in and it, it for them, it need to be a prerequisite. So you have, so you have to have the farmer's badge to access Mr. anything. Mr. Manik, one, one question. We have a call on the line. Hello, good morning. You're live on Freedom 106.5 FM. You can ask your question. Hello, morning. I want to ask um, um, the guy the question concerning farmer's badge. My son Cantonin in Mulboni, right? He's a recognized farmer, and about two years and more, he applied for the farmer's badge at Kiangay. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Hello? Did you hear the question? Hello? Uh, it was a bit soft. Uh, I he, heard that was, he, uh, he stated, uh, can you hear him now? Hello, good morning. Go ahead. Morning. Yes, sir. My son plans in Maloney. He applied for his free farmer's badge over two years now. The point they reach is the, the officer had to come and see the land cultivated. The land had been cultivated, 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 and the officer reached as yet. Hmm. I don't know what, what you could do. Well, so, so Mr. Mark, that's one thing that I found. A lot of people have been asking us that if they applied and they got no response, what is the time frame of a reasonable response and what should they do if that time frame has passed? Do they need to reapply? What what, what should happen? So when when you apply for a farmer's badge, normally in the normal instances that within a, a two week period, uh, the officer will do a site visit right um to the, the the applicant right if there's any discrepancy in terms of uh that the land is not cultivated um which is the main problem all the time right sometimes these these files will go independent until it's cultivated now the owners yes we the ministry also has policies internally where we would even if something is put on pending uh it, it would pen only for a period of time so let's say a month and it will be brought forward again after a month to call back the farmer to find out if they they are cultivated uh, uh the the, the holding or not and also remember even though this the ministry is doing this at the same time it's also on the owners of the farmer to also allow uh, to, uh, to come in and let a uh, and let the office know listen i have cultivated the area it, it was pending i cultivated the area and the officer now his duty is to come back now and do the revisit. And once uh, the land is cultivated and everything is sorted out, the, the officer will issue the farmer's badge. So, But if something is pending for two years, now first and foremost, the application would be, it would expire because they are, we, we don't hold application for over that period of time, right? Um, so the, the thing is, um, more than likely, you would have to come and reapply. Now, I don't know the reason why initially this application took so long if the person did not cultivate for the first time and the revisit wasn't done subsequent to that. As I say, you have to, for me to, I, I, I don't know the circumstances of the situation. So unless I know that, then it's only I can give a full breakdown exactly. But in terms of the general gist of it, uh, what I explained uh, is exactly what would take place. We have some so WhatsApp. Is, sorry, Jody. We have some WhatsApp messages. Sorry, so if you would in, like to in, take in them in, in this situation, you you'd say he should reapply. Right. So he should reapply because if it's two years, the application would not be valid anymore. So you need to reapply. And you see, one of the problems that the ministry also has is that when they come, when an applicant comes to the county office and they go, um, apply, we have to take the relevant information that the farmer is given us. So one of the main criteria is that the land must be cultivated. Sometimes uh, when, when the, the clerks or, or, or the persons at the front desk who's taking the relevant information for the application, the information when asked, they said, that, yes, the land is cultivated. Sometimes when you go, the land is not cultivated. The land is prepared. Sometimes the land is, is, is 
the, you know the, the crops already harvested so they're full of bush uh, so you see there there's a lot of different things that the officers will have to verify so as, as i said with regards to the caller i cannot identify exactly what would have been the situation so you know there are other things that could be the cause of the delay but i don't see something pending for two years uh, i have never heard of of that Caller, please take my phone number. It's 393-6662. Our representative from the ministry has reached out to me to ask that you send the contact information and they would have someone reach out to you to have it rectified again. Send it to me, 393-6662. And the ministry has said they would be happy to have someone reach out to have the situation addressed. Uh, Tuscan, I think we have a couple more questions. Yes, we do. We have one. Is it true that the ban on honey was lifted? And another uh, question here. Good morning. I am a farmer with a coconut plantation and also fruit trees. Would like to know what would what is the Ministry of Agriculture doing to alleviate the spreading of beetles on trees? And personnel from Kariri visited, but so far no positive information was obtained. Any suggestions, please? Okay, for with regards to the first part of it, I I really I am not sure uh, if the ban is lifted, so I, I don't want to, to confirm or deny that. I, I'm not sure of that. Uh, with regards to the the aspect of the coconuts and the beetles, well, the ministry right um, is reaching out to nearly all farmers and within all officers within their districts. Um, they also do training programs and a lot of these training programs will also um will be regards to the coconut and the the red ring disease and the beetle and so forth right um if the farmer is having any issues my advice is that he could come to, to his nearest county office right or where he he normally goes to register and he can the ministry also have or, or he could call as well, and the ministry also have a logbook that they took the information, and an officer will reach out to the uh, the farmers, or it doesn't want to be a farmer, it could be residents, it could be anyone, right? The, the county office or, or, or the persons at the office will reach out, the extension officer will reach out to the 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 farmer, as and they could do a site visit and give the farmer that advice, um, and, and moving forward in controlling and 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 whatever advice would be based on the, the 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 land itself and how he's cultivating and what measures that could be used to improve the situation uh i just got some information that the ministry might be launching uh a campaign the research division that is on coconut so i mean once that comes to the forefront i'm pretty sure we'll be able to bring some representatives on the show to get some information and with respect to the honey i actually think that we should bring a member from uh, maybe the beekeeping association to give us some information on what is happening. Yes, that, that, that might be. Yeah, that might be a better because they might have more in-depth information regards to that and the the, the policies and whatever. If anything did or didn't change. Gentlemen, we have a uh, call. If you're willing to take it, of course. Hello. Good morning. You're live. Hi. Good morning. Um, Tosca, I'm calling from Digger Martin, and I don't know if I could go back on some of the topics that went by because I've been trying before. Uh, the cancer um, thing. Oh, no, we're, doing, um, right now we're inside agribusiness innovation, so if you have any agricultural topics to talk about, we can do that, but in the next hour we can address the ones that you have. Okay, but well, okay. no, it's, it's real problems to get through to you, so I guess I wouldn't be able to get through then. We'll try again in the next hour for sure, Sorry. as early as you can, okay? Bye. Alright, bye-bye. Jody, we can go into the... Oh, we have another call. Let's see if it's agribusiness related. Hello, good morning. Hello, morning. This is the same guy who, who called concerning the uh, farmers back in Colony. Uh-huh. So, there was the problem. The officer come and the son buy a tractor and a truck and tell him he cannot give him the farmer's badge on five acres of land. That is too little bit to, to get you incentive. I don't know if the guy can explain that situation. You have to cultivate X amount of acres to get X to the farmer's badge. It's five acres so, you cultivate. Okay, so with regards to the, the acreage of cultivation, 
right? Uh, for put, put certain incentives, right? You have to uh, have to have a certain amount of level of cultivation, right? Especially for vehicle incentive, right? Uh, you need to add these uh, kind of quota, pure stand of vegetable crops or two acres and more cultivated, right? Right, well, but then uh, again, with regards if it's five acres, then you're more than fit the criteria to get. If it's a tractor, it, yeah, you would have gotten that with, with less than that. Right, so I don't know exactly. As I said, I, I cannot answer for what took place right now with regards to that. But if you are, for what you are saying there, there's something that you could take it back with the county office, where whoever he applied. Maloney, I'm sure he could or what is the county office that he went to? Well, I think when he went up, up Komoto, they sent him down to his village. Hmm. Okay. So I, wrong, you know, I don't know if you can help, help him a little bit because he take loans okay. to buy that truck and that truck, sir. Is he, is he bills? Uh, oh, well, there's a, is a, is a loan for... What you could do, you could call... Um, if you want, you could you could give me a call and I can see what I could do. My number is 739 uh, people having the questions answered um, and I hope that people see that the people at the ministry are actually willing to help because I have used the ministry personally on a business level a number of times and they have always been willing to help to work with the system um, so of course feel free to reach out to your county office whatever assistance that everybody needs and I'm sure they're willing to assist now um, are there incentives or support available to encourage widespread participation in the registration program? Um, so right now, the ministry is working um, on a digital registration service. Uh, it is not, it is um, op- it, it not fully operational at this point in time, but it will be in the near future. So that way, it would sound fast track the farmer's registration process. Um, I can't tell you the exact time frame when it will be ready, but I know it. the framework and all these things have already been um, uh, started already within the ministry, right? Um, also with the technical assistance and training programs that the, with, with ETIS has, uh, um, with, with the Ministry of Agriculture, right, everywhere that they can, right? Um, um, Mr. Manik, one sec. We have a call coming in. Hello, good morning. You're live on Freedom 106.5 FM. Yeah, pleasant morning, Ms. Kaska, and pleasant morning to your guests. Yeah, well, my question is the land use policy for agriculture. Because in Maloney, the whole thing is a mess. Dwelling houses, and people rent out the agricultural land. Um, warehouses. The whole place in a mess. The whole agriculture sector in a total mess. There is no land use, proper land use policy. So how are you going to get a land then? This is the biggest problem. The whole place in a mess. People, I don't know, the government needs shocked over this whole agriculture thing. I'm telling you, this is facts, I'm telling you. You could take a drive and you could see it. Have a look at it. Thanks. Thank you so much for your call and contribution. Great. So, you know, Mr. Manik, getting back to the to the point that you had, I'm glad to hear that the ministry is doing it, um, looking to involve technology in it. One, because it's going to be a lot more efficient if you all have to go to less places you could maybe use. I'm just seeing Google Maps and you can see what's on our field. 
Um, yes, but for, yes. for the younger people who like to do things like myself from my computer without having to drive somewhere, that is a very welcome change. So with 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 the the um, digital residential service, you know, they, it will be a um, something that more a more modernized thing. So it 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 will be easier accessible to the, the general public. Um, so at the end of the day, you know, these things take a little time because remember the database and so forth have to be put in place and the so so it it but it is streamlined already. It just it would be a take a little time to get things finalized. And of course, this show, Agribusiness Innovation, is sponsored by Kariri. If you are in the business of agriculture or agro-processing and you want to get your product onto grocery shelves, be sure to visit Kariri. They have a wide range of services that are able to offer to you. Nutritional testing, microbe testing, uh, even the product development. Kariri has a wide range of services to assist you with getting your product on grocery shelves. Visit them at curry.com for assistance with your efforts. Now, Mr. Manik, getting back into this a little bit. Um, do you feel that or do we have information on what percentage of farmers locally are actually registered in the program? Well, we would have that information internally for sure because each county would have the information where all their farmers because each county has different districts and each district has a profile with all the farmers the type of crops the 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 type of um, agriculture taking place if it's tree crops root crops they have all the information there so within internally in all the counties they would have that information and Collated definitely they would have um the 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 number of farmers, registered farmers and so forth. So farmer registration card to our listeners, it is essential if you want to access the agricultural incentives that exist at the ministry. So for our That's listeners right. who have tuned in a little bit late. Can we go over one more time on the documents that are needed uh, if you are to apply for a farmer registration card? Sure, no problem. So for the farmer registration process, uh, you need to go to the closest uh, county uh, ministry, um, office where you reside, right? Um, you have to get your two, you have your ID, ID, which is your ID card, or you could use your passport. When you're coming, you need to have cop copies of your ID card Right. Um, also, you need to have passport side pictures, right? The land tenure documents, be it a deed, a lease, permission to use, rent receipts, or any, if, uh, or if you are a recognized occupant, you um, for a particular piece of land, right? Um, after that is done and the record is into the county office, we, it is uh, the officer for the district will subsequently visit. Once all the criteria are met in terms of the land is cultivated, most importantly, at least one lot of land, right, uh, is fully cultivated. We, um, the barge will be processed with internally within the, the the county office, and within two to three week period, the the uh, card is issued. So pretty pretty clear cut process. Again, for our listeners, if you want to jump in on the conversation, the hotline numbers are six two seven three two two three. 625-2257 or you can WhatsApp us at 306-1065. Are you aware of any further sensitization programs that the ministry is going to have with respect to registering for farmers cards? Well, with regards to well, the present sensitization uh, program that the ministry is doing right now, is, is the one that we are trying to get to uh, reach out to the farmers. Um, other than that, as as you said, you know, um, the ministry, this is one of the main reasons that they are doing it, so that we will be able to try to reach out to all the farmers who have not been able to access the farmer's registration, or at least they get the idea of how to go about accessing the farmer's registration. So we hope that this process, which is taking place now, uh, moving forward, we'll be able to, to, to reach out to the farmers and uh, who who are, uh, um, you know, has never applied before. Okay. Mr. Manik, I think you've answered all of the questions that we've had so far with the registration program 
And I'm happy the ministry was able to actually lend some additional assistance to the persons who actually had a couple issues there. Um, do you have any closing comments for our listeners? Well, with regards to the farmers registration program, it's up as you know, there are farmers who may have had bad experiences. At the end of the day, it's a very simple process, right? Uh, when you go, you know, uh, you go to your county office, and once you have all the documentation, especially a land tenure documents, make sure that there's no discrepancy issues with that because that is one of the major problems that we have with farmers' registration. So at the end of the day, uh, the I just want to let farmers know, make sure that the land tenure documents that you all have that you are bringing, uh, you know, that, that it, it, you have no issues so that the, the process could be a very easy process. Uh, with regards to the caller who call and talk about the different size land and so forth, and the incentives, the, that has to do with that. The, the, all the information that you need for incentives, you could also come to the county office. There are documentations that we could give to farmers. And even if you're not sure, even with the farmer's registration, you could come to the county office. There's documentation to give you a, 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 a rollout of the entire process. So before you come to register, it could give you that, and there's a guideline that you all will have so that it's easy when you come. It will be a, a smooth process when you come to register. Mr. Malik, we have one call. Let's take it quickly. Hello, sure. good morning. You're live on Freedom 106.5 FM. Hi, morning. Um, just a question, please. Um, when I was Agricultural Incentive Program and the Farmers Registration Program is something that has been ongoing for many, many years. Um, I, I'm trying to understand what is this big trust? Um, is it to give the ministry some kind of relevance? Because I'm a bit skeptical. This, these, these are things that are, have been on, on stream for many, many years. And what, apart from this, these, these two items are being highlighted. What else is the Ministry of Agriculture doing to develop agriculture in Trinidad? Thank you so much for your call. So with regard to the ministry, uh, Paul, yes, we know farmers' registration and uh, farm and incentive has been um, ongoing for a number of years. The thing is that, you know, what the ministry is trying to do, they are trying to reconnect because, you know, there have been some discussions where farmers are upset that they have not been be able to access the farmers' registration and, you know, they're having problems. So the, the, the key is that the ministry is making an effort to, to, to reach out to the farmers. You know, if they're having any issues, come to the county officers, you know, and you could come and gather the information, the, the, any issues before you apply so that they'll be able to assist you. So that you, because the ministry also is on a drive that where they are giving out government grants to people who, you know, who, who want to elevate themselves in the, in, in the agriculture field. Also, you know, there's youth in um, the the youth in agriculture that they're trying to encourage youth to be there. So, therefore, it is it, just trying to reach back out to the general public, not only the old the older folks, but also the younger people who are willing to to be part of the agriculture process, you know, and want to be there. In the, um, because there are a lot of what what we have noticed is that there there's a lot of young people involved in agriculture now. So, you know, this is this part of the ministry policy right now reaching out is to and you know to get in contact with these people who are willing to be part of the agriculture in Trinidad and make a difference. Uh, jumping on to what the caller just said, um, we are actually going to have a future show with other representatives from the ministry to let us know some of the advancements and activities that are happening within the ministry to advance the sector. I would say, though, that I do know of a lot of uh, advancements that are happening behind the scenes that the citizens may not be aware of, research, development, programs. So it would be good to showcase some of these to the population so that they could see that there are things that are happening. Uh, from my perspective, I do see things that are happening behind the scenes. It's just that a lot of people aren't aware of it. Uh, and that, the other that... thing is... Let me interject one second. That is another thing because at the end of the day, there's a, a lot of uh, information with regards to ETIS and the, the programs that they put out. 
you know that uh, that they are doing so much of programs right now so that to elevate the farmers and the level of advancement you know and in, in, in terms of production with all they 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 have a they could go to the ministry website and they could get a lot of this information uh, how to reach these sites that where they get training programs and development programs and what are available in ministries doing right now so uh, that's the add on to what you are saying as well because the ministry is doing a lot right now to improve the level of productivity within the ministry of culture and i would say though that there are often times um programs that exist at the ministries that are not fully subscribed to and my reason for bringing our guest on the show here today is to help people to understand that there are things that you can likely qualify for and you should apply because it shouldn't be something where we say you know I just a belief that you're not going to get something. If you've never applied, then you wouldn't know. So I, w- I would encourage people to always start the process of registering for these programs, going through the process, make your applications, and see where it takes you. Because I personally, I'm not special. I don't have any links with anything. But I have qualified for different programs and incentives with the different ministries. So as an average, ordinary citizen, I would say go out and see what you can what you can and, apply and for and take advantage of. And these, these, the, the, uh, they, they are making it now that you could apply also online for these things and roll online for these things, so you don't have to go in and person and so forth, you know? So the ministry is making some headway and trying to improve uh, what is deliverable to the, to, to the general public and the farming community. So at the end of the day, you know, that is what the drive is all about. Thank you. So, of course, Mr. Manek, we thank you from Freedom 106.5 FM and Agribusiness Innovation. We're grateful that you were thank able you to come much. onto the program. And you, yeah, you're able to give our listeners a bit of insight. And, of course, yes, definitely, we will be seeking to further engage the ministry uh, to provide further information to our listeners, of course, the farming community, especially with some of the happenings that are available to benefit them. No this problem. has been agri-business innovation again tune in next week for another installment of our show take care have a good evening the best insight instant feedback accountability the all-new talk radio freedom 106.5